tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LiveRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac extravaganza pulling out of the station, kind of like a train, a very slow train. <laughs> yes, you know? it is. Yeah. It, you and I are like that really, really long train. It mm-hmm. just gets started, yeah. and it's like, it's really cool when you realize how much this train is pulling, you know, mm-hmm. and how long it takes to get up to speed. We're talking miles here. Miles. <laughs> no. You know, <laughs> and for us, we're up to speed somewhere in the fourth hour. So, oh, yeah. Usually right before we're time, it's time for us to go. As soon as we're about done, that's the time. Well, we that's need two things. It. We need food and a nap. And so the train is just now up to speed and boom, we're good. Yeah. Day's over. All right. You know, so <laughs> Mark. Actually, there more are like, only- we're more like that train at the zoo. You know, the little one, oh, my. the little bitty one. <laughs> <laughs> it never really like, yeah. never really gets up to speed because that would scare the children. <laughs> yeah, like Steve Martin, my engineer Fred Cap might get hit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's how it feels right this minute. Just thought we'd welcome you guys here. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Um Yeah, well, it's the Mark and Mac show. So excited. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark and I talk about um, the Beatles from mm-hmm. time to time, yeah. uh, being fans of the group, the music. And it was so funny. I was watching, um, I don't remember which uh, movie about Steve Jobs it was. I think it was the one with Ashton Kutcher, but I could be wrong, um, where Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak um, were kind of having a discussion about the Beatles versus Bob Dylan. And, do you remember that at all? I don't think I saw that one. I, yeah. I saw the other one. Okay. Anyway, they were talking about, well, what are we going to call our company? Apple, you know, and the, the reason for Apple is because uh, it would be at the front part. If people were looking up computer stuff, Apple would be at the front, at the top of the list, you know, over these other ones. Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, anyway, they were yeah, like well, Apple, Atari below them and all that. You know, Jobs and, had also been involved in a commune. Yeah, was, you know, with apple orchards and stuff where they were a fruitaria, but yeah, uh, fruitarian right. exactly. anyway. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, they, but they had this discussion. It was between Wozniak and jobs. Jobs was about Dylan. Wozniak was about the Beatles. And I listened to that at first, that discussion between the two. And, um, I'm gonna be honest, man, I've never been into Dylan. And mm, so yeah. there was this documentary that, uh, Martin Scorsese did called don't look back and it's on Netflix now, but you could probably see it anywhere. It's been out for 15, 20 years. And I watched it and I was even more convinced after watching it that Bob Dylan. No, <laughs> no. I mean, come on, you know, that whole Robert Johnson at the crossroads meeting with the devil, I yeah. think actually might be real. So <laughs> I'm not kidding, Mark. You've got to watch this thing because he actually says he he's like, he can't sing. He can't play. Mm. Well, how, how do you compare that with the Beatles? Yeah. So yeah, a Beatles cassette gets returned to a Texas library. Yeah. 44 years overdue. And I'm thinking, I remember the time I talked to a friend of mine in Texas 45 years ago. Yeah. And he said, I need to go to the library and check out a Beatles cassette. (laughs) Because that's what a Beatles fanatic would do. Wow. Well, why would you buy it? That's funny. Well, that employee at the uh, employees at that library in Texas found uh, something unexpected in the Dropbox. (laughs) 
<laughs> this guy didn't even bring it back in and hand it to him and say, yeah, sorry about that. He put it in the Dropbox. It was a Beatles cassette tape that had been checked out 44 years earlier. <laughs> the San Antonio Public Library said the tape, a recording of an interview with Beatles members John Lennon and Paul McCartney, was left anonymously in a book return Dropbox recently. Librarians determined the cassette had been checked out from the Westfall Branch Library more than four decades earlier. Um, the library said on a Facebook on Facebook on, in a post. Luckily, we have been fine free since October of 2021. So even if you have an item to return that's a year late, a decade late, even four decades late, we will still accept accept it at no charge. Yeah, yeah, right. This is why they don't sell stock in the public library system. You know, <laughs> isn't this what killed? Uh, it wasn't Blockbuster, was it? Or yeah, was, it wasn't. Yeah, that, no late what, fees. No more right. late when, fees. Yeah, they saw, yeah. well, no more late fees. And yes. bing. and it was like they had this commercial. No more late fees. No more late fees. And the next commercial was no more business. No more business. <laughs> Life Radio FM, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, I want to go back to the free library thing, <laughs> you know, because I'm looking at this. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't. You and I are both big fans of the public library. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm I am a fan. I know you are because um, not everybody has. Uh, I, boy, I sound like a liberal. Not everybody has access to the same things. All right, mm. the public library is the great equalizer. Okay, let's say you have a family that does not have computers in their home. They they don't have the money to have those things. Well, the right. public library does, and it's free. Yeah, and anyway, I say that because. Whenever I hear this, well, they don't have access to it. You know, I'm like, yeah. you'd be amazed at how even the score could be if mm. you take advantage of what's out there. Yeah, we have we do have computers in our house on the internet. It's very convenient. It's a nice thing. But if we didn't, it's not like we wouldn't have the ability to get online to participate. Right. All we have to do is go to the public library, and again, it's free. You can check out. You know, you can. I feel like Hotel California. Yeah. Check out any time you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> well, here's the library, you know? <laughs> so you can go there. You can get online. You can do anything you want at, at the library. And so it, it just, if you have that going on in your world, just remember the library is there yeah. for everybody. Yeah. And it's free. I'm, I'm amazed that they can stay open, honestly. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, it used to be, back when Jane and I got married, we used to go to the library on a regular basis because they had free you know, they had free movies, free. Right. Uh, back then it was VHS cassettes, and then eventually it was DVDs. But we would go and uh, and go through the movies to see what they had for free. And then, of course, uh, there were books and the, and the like. And I was, and my mom took me to the library when I was a kid a lot. So libraries were just a big part of life. And back then, you could pass by the library, and the parking lot would be pretty much full of cars. There'd be a lot of people there doing things right. i mean it's not like a not like walmart but it's you right know, still there'd be cars there and now you pass by the library and pretty much the only cars there are the people who are working there you know mm -hmm. I, it makes me wonder how they how they keep going i guess i should visit sometime and just walk in and look around you know like well you know? the reason public libraries stay uh, and because i i did look into it several years ago when uh, a local library that uh, I, I'm gonna, I, we did take our children to the library right. when uh, they were mainly because, um, okay, you and I, we worked with electronics. So, mm -hmm. and Mark's a gadget guy. 
I'm a gadget guy, but I don't have the ability to fix anything. <laughs> I missed to fix it only if you don't expect to ever have it working again. Yeah. So we have computers and things like that. And I remember um, when Hannah was very young, um, we found out that, that a couple of kids that she was in school with, that she was friends with, they didn't have computers at home yet. And, but anyway, it was, that's how I found out about, you can go to the library and right. get online and yeah. all that free because that was what they did. And so we thought, because Hannah wanted to go with her friends to the library. Great. So we went and found out all these really cool. I didn't know all the stuff the library offered, but I did wonder how they stay in business, not charging for stuff. And they're not self-sustaining. Okay. Yeah. They, they stay involved because they get donations. Um, yeah. that's a big one, corporate donations. And then of course, uh, they do fundraisers a couple of times a year. Like one will be selling books, you know, right. books that get older or whatever. And you can go and buy a hardback for a dollar. Wow. I mean, it's amazing what you yeah. can get at your library. And, um, and of course there are, uh, government things that come in through taxes and things like that. So, but again, boy, I feel like we're doing public service announcement mm, for the yeah, library, yeah. but it's only because we had a story about this guy that checks out a Beatles cassette 44 right. years ago yeah. and, you know, just now returned it. Yeah. So just and, again, give it a shot. Go to the and, library and the, and the short sightedness of not charging late fees. I, right. I just, I think that's but a do avoid the, by the way, that's a, the, the public library that does take tax dollars to stay in business. Be careful when they do the tranny Tuesday reading for children. Okay. <sighs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and hey very quickly we talk about being uh that we're in the state of alabama yep. um, we love living in the southeastern part of the united states a wonderful place to be um but it's a wonderful place to come and visit if you're not from here um if you're from california oregon colorado even texas anymore you don't want to stay here okay you, you don't we're all stupid marrying our sisters living in trailers you don't want to be, you'd part be of miserable don't come here yeah you'd hate yeah. it so mm -hmm. stay where you are right ah <sighs> good but, um, anyway, <laughs> one thing that came up is, uh, between Alabama and Auburn, you know, one of those great rivalries. Yeah. And, um, it was kind of interesting during rivalry Saturday last week when, during the iron bowl, that's the Alabama Auburn game. And, uh, Auburn came out and it looked like Cadillac Williams, the interim head coach yeah. was going to pull off this incredible upset of Auburn beating Alabama it, for the first few minutes of the game. Yeah. Of course, they, that's pretty much how the season has been. Starting off great and then just the rest of the way. So now it's almost like Alabama's watching him going, okay, okay. All right, here's what they're doing. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Boom. <No problem>. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, anyway, one of the things is so Auburn fired their head coach and they uh, let uh, Carnell Williams, Cadillac Williams, has been the uh, interim head coach. Yeah. And a very popular player at Alabama. He's from Etowah County, Alabama. Um, you know, Alabama guy through and through. Uh, went to Auburn as a player. And anyway, so he's been the interim head coach. He And I mentioned it the other day. He doesn't have the qualifications for being the head coach. Right. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of people wanted him to be the head coach. Because, again, he has that pedigree of the former player. You know, the yeah. he went to the NFL yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but uh, he just, I, I felt so bad for him. Because of that, what a great opportunity. He went two and two with a team he didn't recruit, you know, and did well with them. The team liked him. A lot of fans liked him. And yet, um, he wasn't the right guy. It wasn't mm. the right time, yeah. you know? And I felt bad for him. I thought, I hope Auburn finds a way for him to remain with Auburn after they hire their next coach. Because he's not going to be it. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, yesterday they announced they hired Hugh Freeze. Um, the, the Hugh Freeze is a coach of, of some merit, actually has the pedigree in terms of coaching. He's been the last couple of years at Liberty um, and actually brought Liberty College. I mean, think about it. This is Jerry Falwell's school, okay? Right. Hugh Freeze got the football program into the national spotlight and got a quarterback from his team to be drafted into the NFL last year. So Hugh Freeze knows what he's doing. Right. Also, he's coached in the SEC before. Yeah. Um, he actually, in his uh, accepting the job, he said, I want to thank Carnell Williams, uh, acknowledging the incredible job that he did as interim head coach. And I thought that was cool. You know, it's the right thing to do. Um, I just wonder, uh, because apparently, Mark, uh, the Auburn faithful got really mad about this. Um, and I will tell you one thing, you know, on the outside, you look at it and you go, and here's Hugh Freeze, you know. Why is a guy like Hugh Freeze available to be at Auburn? How did Hugh Freeze end up at Liberty? Okay. Hmm. Because those are the questions you want to have answered before you sign a guy to an over $6 million a year contract, which yeah. is what they did. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, Hugh Freeze was involved in a scandal. He um, had a college. It was when he was at Ole Miss. Was he Ole Miss or yes, Mississippi it was State? Ole Miss. Ole it Miss, was, yeah. It was Ole Miss, yeah. Okay. When he was at Ole Miss, there was a scandal. He had his, you know, the, the college gave him a cell phone. And on that cell phone, they, they were being investigated by the NCAA for recruiting violations. And in that, they found out that Hugh Freeze on his phone had, um, like, escort services mm -hmm. on speed dial. Yeah. And that opened up doors to many other things. Now, I don't know Hugh Freeze personally, Mark. I don't. I don't know what his life has been like. I don't know what he has done. I don't know who he was, who he is now, or who he might be next week. I don't know. But in this world that we live in today, you very rarely get an opportunity to play on the highest level after you've made a mistake of that you know, magnitude. Mm -hmm. But he did. He worked his way back. And I'm gonna, Auburn has had their share of bad coaching choices over the last several years. Mm -hmm. So you know this was something they had to discuss about character. They don't need another fiasco down on the plane, right? They don't need that. Yeah. So I guess my whole point is no matter who you are or where you are in life, you can make a very big stumble that you think in the moment will ruin you forever. Mm. But it doesn't have to. You don't have to be defined by your mistakes, your past bad decisions. You don't have to be defined by it. But, and people love to, well, you, God forgives us of everything. Right. right. But you know, there is something with forgiveness and it's called repentance. Yeah. You have to really come to grips with who you are, what you've done, and you have to, as you seek forgiveness, repent, meaning don't repeat that behavior, learn from it and move on. And I hope he freeze has Mark. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know him. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of interesting because I thought, I thought Auburn would faithful would be happy. I knew they'd be disappointed Carnell didn't get the job, but I thought they'd be happy Hugh Freeze. But, boy, they weren't. They yeah. really uh, kind of wow. came unglued yesterday. <laughs> and welcome to the latest chapter in the never-ending story that is the soap opera of SEC football. <laughs> liferadio.fm the Mark and Matt show and you know in the in the land of radio many's the time we've tried to come up with exciting new contests and things for people to play and win 
It's fun to talk about on the air. It's fun to give prizes away, and you find new and creative ways to do it. I wanted at one point in time, this is back many years ago, to do a hot wings contest or a nachos, something like that. Right. And the owner uh, slash general manager of the station, I mean, immediately, emphatically, no, yeah. shut that down. <laughs> and it was like, whoa. And we were, it, this was in eastern North Carolina where there were two Marine bases nearby, okay? Yeah. And one was at Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville. The other was at Cherry Point in Havelock. And I'm like, wow, that got shut down in a hurry. I thought it was a funny thing, cool thing to do. I didn't argue. You know, it wasn't it, when right, the owner yeah, yeah. says, no, you just go, no. And I said, okay, I'm, can, I'm, I understand no, but um, can you tell me why? And he walks out of the room. And somebody pulls me aside later on. And what had happened is at a radio station he had owned when he was younger, okay, they did an eating contest, and a guy choked oh. and nearly died. And it was a really bad day and it rocked his world so bad that, I mean, mm. dude, when he shut it down, he yeah. shut it down. Yeah. I didn't know that. Nobody wow. had told me before. So I've always had that in the back of my head. Whenever I see a story about, you know, speed eating and things like that, just yeah. so you know, I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for that story to come out where the guy dies on stage in front of his whole family because he just <laughs> had to eat that pizza, you know, oh faster than everybody else. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> oh, well, there's a Florida couple who are both competitive eaters and they have broken Guinness world records for speed eating <laughs> hot dogs and a burrito. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamb. Guinness announced that Miki Soto ate an entire burrito in 31.47 seconds, breaking the previous record by 0.88 seconds. In the same day, she broke the record for the most hot dogs eaten in one minute, downing six to double the previous record. Her husband, Nicholas Wary, ate 12 hot dogs in three minutes, beating the previous record of nine. The pair, known as the Hungry Couple, Met four years ago while preparing for a competitive eating event. <laughs> Pseudo tells, uh, told uh, Guinness World Records, we actually met at the gym on the morning of the largest eating contest on our circuit. I just thought I'd be polite, and I went over and introduced myself. The couple have since married, have a child together, but they continue to face one another in competitions. Pseudo <laughs> says we're ranked third and fourth in the world, and at any given contest, we might beat each other by a fraction of an ounce. Wow. Can you imagine what it's going to be like for their kids as they grow up? They're going to be like string beans, man, fighting for food. <laughs> Either that or they're going to be little Goodyear blimps because they oh, never dude. stop eating. <laughs> I'm just thinking for every chubby, husky child there is, remember, uh, yeah. you might be in training. You could be <laughs> a competitive eater. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show holiday time is here a couple of weeks away from christmas and don't forget we are going to have festivus on the 23rd so uh we're preparing for that now i would i would start strongly urge you to go ahead and find that poll because when i went out looking for uh, powdered sugar yesterday mark i thought i'll go ahead and see if i can find a poll while i'm out i couldn't find it so oh, no. i'm giving you the heads up that poll shopping for festivus might be difficult this year wow and when All you right. find that pole... It's a Festivus miracle! <laughs> yep. <laughs> As I rain, blows... <laughs> Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. 
As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. Well, that must have been some kind of doll. She was. <laughs> and at the festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. <laughs> that's where the pole is. Go. It's in your crawl space. <laughs> I love it. So, Festivus, that's December 23rd for those of you who are rookies. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know during the holidays we have a lot of people traveling um lots of odd things are seen mm-hmm. um when uh, you know when <laughs> this particular story went viral uh over the weekend over the yeah. holiday over, yeah. and uh, i thought how many more of these types of things are we going to see now because of uh social media and what have you i mean how Weird things seen on x-ray. Plus, right. how many Biden administration people can actually be caught stealing at airports? That'll be the other one, you know. So, we're going to create a jingle for that one, you know. <laughs> so, you feel like if you go to a meeting with the Biden administration, it's like, you know, people are sitting down with their coffee. You know, Don't spill your gender fluid on me. Get away, you know. Yeah, That's, yeah. They're all gender fluid, non-binary. Aye, aye, aye. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway... When I saw the picture of this circling around, okay, because mm-hmm. I actually, you know how you see a picture and it's got a story with it, but you don't read the story, you just see the picture? Yes. And that's what I saw and I went, what am I looking at? What is this? I mean, this is an x-ray of something. What is that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it looks really like something that you don't want. Mm, yeah. True. It's not a tumor. Um, security, <laughs> security staff at New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport noticed something unusual in the x-ray of a traveler's bag. A, a stowaway cat. The Transportation Security Administration said mm. agents monitoring the baggage x-rays at the airport noticed what appeared to be the outline of an animal. TSA spokeswoman Lisa Fabes, uh, Farbstein says uh, the bag was opened by a TSA officer who was shocked to see a live orange cat inside. Wow. TSA agents told Delta Airlines about the discovery, and the airline was able to locate the owner of the bag who was preparing to fly to Orlando, Florida. The owners, uh, the bag's owner said the cat belongs to another member of his family. The man was able to rebook another flight for the next day so he could take the cat home. Wow. <laughs> All I was thinking when I saw that, you know, the, the quote from Lisa Farbstein was shocked to see a live orange cat inside. Yeah. Well, I wondered where orange chicken came from at that <laughs> you know, restaurant. Now we know it's from the, <laughs> they were just doing this so they didn't have to put them on ice to get the flight. You send them when they're alive. Oh, hey. that's, that's just wrong. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. I swear it was right. when they quit winking. Would you? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And you know, a little while ago, we were talking about that story of the cat being x-rayed in the luggage, right? Right, yeah. All right. Now, I, they didn't really get into the story a lot. Like, 
did it happen on accident? I mean, was the cat just in there asleep and got, because, you know, I'm getting to wonder because there are some people that, yeah, he's in there. I'm zipping him up. You know, how did yeah, the, nobody yeah. heard him? He didn't meow. I mean, he, come on, man. I'm not buying it. I, so, I don't know. That's just okay. odd. It's strange. It just, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously whatever story he told was enough to not be in trouble. So yeah, we have that cat story. And then there's this cat story. Yeah. An indoor cat who escaped from his home in Ohio was reunited with his owner after surviving 18 months in the wild. This is not in the neighborhood, not living off of other people's back porches. This is 18 months in the wow. wild. Richard Campbell, a retired Miami University professor, said his cat, Calvin, escaped from his Oxford home while family members were visiting in April of 2021. Mark, before you go further, I got a question. Yes. If he's an indoor cat mm -hmm. and he's your indoor cat, indoor cat. Yes. What are you doing to that cat on a daily basis that makes you say he escaped? That, you know, dude, I would never, if one of my dogs or if one of them walked off or what, I wouldn't say they escaped. I, you know, would you, would you refer to it as he escaped? Mm, I don't think I would use that word. No, no, I don't. But he did. Yes. So. But I like him already. <laughs> Cal Campbell said Calvin had been an indoor cat ever since he uh, and his brother were rescued from a tree as kittens in 2017. There was no trace of Calvin until this fall when Susan uh, Prochaska, a fellow retired professor, spotted a cat wandering loose on the edge of the Miami University natural areas. Um she told the Oxford Journal News, over approximately two weeks, I'd go twice a day and call the cat and provide food and water. Eventually, the cat started to come closer, but would disappear each time after he ate. Prochaska was finally able to capture the <clears throat> feline Not October 29th, and a few days later, she took him to a veterinarian who scanned the cat for a microchip. She says he was able to be reunited with his family because he had a microchip with his family's contact information. Without it, I wouldn't have known Calvin's story. Campbell said Calvin was treated for stomach parasites and tick bites, but is now settling in back at home. Hmm. Um, he says it's rare for an indoor cat to survive for 18 months in the wild. Wow. And again, I'm a little bothered by him escaping. Mm -hmm. But here's my thing, and I've told you this before. Why bother chipping him? If this is what happens, I mean, if they had a real chip that had a little antenna, the RFID thing, then it would be cool. You know, you just put it in there and go, hey, he's over in the park. Mm, you know, I got you. Yeah, I well, think I, that would be cool. I guess with a cat with a tail, they could use that as the antenna. Just wire that whole thing. <laughs> in, you know, so that sort of makes sense. But the problem with and, replacing the batteries and wait, charging Mark, it, that's what is, comes to why mind. Why is your cat's tail always straight and going up? And, you know, <laughs> and why is there a USP B port on your cat's hip? That's what I want to know. Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show and Mark, I was having one of those memory times over the holiday, oh. um, over Thanksgiving. Yeah, just where, you know, you, you kind of, you know, what do they call it, a sensory memory uh. of the smells or the time of day or, you know, weather, right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it was Thanksgiving morning. I got up, you know, I get up for everybody anyway. Mm. And I had, in that moment, I thought about the TV show Mystery and Scandals um, and the E! True Hollywood Story. 
Okay. In the late nineties, right. they were on E, you know, the E channel. All right. And it was, a, they were primetime shows, mysteries and scandals. And then the E true Hollywood story. It was always a load of fun. I really enjoyed those shows. And I was thinking, I can't remember the last time I ever watched a show on E, you know, I don't even know if yeah. I have the app, you know, but you can go on YouTube and watch them now. Hmm. But anyway, it's 20 years ago and, and longer. And it was just, I enjoyed those shows. And I'm like, I wonder, you know, what happened to those shows? Why did they quit doing them? And, wow. and then I found out they still do the true Hollywood story. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Well, but mysteries yeah, scandals, not so much. Well, but, that kind of makes sense. The true Hollywood stories, there's always going to be something going on and there's always oh, going yeah. to be those people. And there have been ever since there has been any form of entertainment, widespread entertainment. Um, um, there was a Woody Allen movie called the purple rose of Cairo, yeah. which basically was about the fascination people have with, with entertainers. Oh, and, uh, and I remember that movie, Jeff yeah. Daniels. Yes, he was in okay. it. And, and, and there's a young lady who's unhappy in her marriage. She's unhappy in her job at the diner she works at. And this is all happening mm -hmm. back in the thirties. Right. And she goes to escape from her miserable life at the movies. Right. And, uh, one day she's at the movies and Jeff Daniels is in this scene that she's seen a dozen times. She's seen mm -hmm. the same movie right. all these times. It's some yeah. mystery, mystery thing. And they, all these rich people go to Egypt and you know, it's just yeah. a bizarre movie, but, but Jeff Daniels w walks across the screen and he's about to deliver a line. She's seen a dozen times and he looks out, he looks towards the camera and he, he looks right at her and says, you've been here so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he speaks to her from the screen right. and then walks off the screen into real life. And uh -huh. it's a, it's a crazy movie. It's a crazy right. movie, but it speaks okay. to the fact that we have always been fascinated with entertainment and, mm -hmm. and mesmerized by it. Right. And I think I'm just going to say it. I think that's one of the biggest problems we have as a society is right. that we are, we are addicted to being entertained. Right. And that goes back to Roman times. Are you not entertained? Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, <laughs> and the whole reason I brought this up is because there was the e trail Hollywood story about Lobster Boy oh. and uh, how he grew up and, you know, and, <laughs> so. Well, so much for depth. <laughs> I apologize. I, uh, but it was this guy who, Lobster Boy, you know, yes. and he had, and I didn't know it was a thing and they actually had him on the show and it was like, he became a killer or something. He was really a bad guy, but Ooh. he was, you know, a carny sideshow guy, lobster. Okay. So I yeah. see six foot lobster Mickey. We'll have to go do this coming up next because yeah. if you don't remember lobster boy, then the joke is lost anyway. But you <laughs> okay. know, the well. E true Hollywood story of lobster boy, I'm going to find it and watch it today All just right. because of this, because you know what, Mark, <laughs> I have to be entertained. All right. And up next, we'll entertain you with lobster Mickey. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mag Show, and we were <laughs> got diverted chasing shiny objects that were attached to rabbits a minute ago about Lobster Boy. Still, entertainment is a true Hollywood story, and it's gotcha. fun. It, I thought it'd be funny. I don't remember. I, I used to go you know, to the state fair like everybody else and go to the sideshow. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. The closest thing you could get to vaudeville back in the day. Uh, I don't, do they even still have that stuff? I don't know. I, don't know. I, okay. I would suspect they do. Yeah, but I haven't been to a state to. fair in so long. I can't remember. I mean, yeah. since they, well, they started having the state fair at the, uh, at the Greyhound track, I, right. <laughs> I tend yeah. not to go anymore. <laughs> How funny. <laughs> I just remember when I was uh, I, in high school, you know, we would go to the state fair and uh, go to the sideshow thing because they always had some, you know, 
a big big thing about the you know the cow with human arms or something you know oh, stuff like yeah, that yeah and it, it was like you had to it was in a jar mm -hmm. you know yeah. anyway yeah i got burned by plenty of those but i never got to see lobster boy you know yeah. the bearded lady and things like that you'd see right. you know wolf boy but the lobster guy i knew didn't know anything about lobster boy until i saw that true hollywood story on him and found out that you know, they have this, that's when I found out about the Kearney place, the, the Kearney trailer park in Florida. Oh, where they like live in the off season, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. really cool stuff there actually. <laughs> but because I didn't know, I thought that was like a punchline, you know, mm -hmm. they're all living in Kearneyville or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, that place actually was a, was a, a featured location in an old X-Files episode. That's just weird things happening in Kearneyville. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyway, anyhow, the six foot lobster Mickey. Yes. Um, a long forgotten and somewhat unsettling statue of Mickey Mouse with giant oh. lobster claws for hands oh. has found its way back to Boston. The 700 pound statue was last seen in the city nearly two decades ago at Quincy Market, where it entertained tourists and shoppers before slipping out of sight and into city lore after it was sold in 2005 at an auction organized by Disney. Hmm. Until Dion Point, creative director for the Boston sneaker store Concepts, became fixated on tracking down the creation. Concepts collaborates with Nike on a line of lobster-themed sneakers. What? Okay, it's Boston. It's it's Boston Mass. Okay, lobsters. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. See, well, gotcha. Point told the Boston Globe that he spent five years following online threads before finally spotting a listing for the mouse crustacean relic on eBay. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the statue had found its way to a New Jersey lawn, but was in need of some repairs. It was discolored, split in sections, and its concrete foundation had begun to crumble. Point hired a local artist to refurbish and repaint the statue. The day before Halloween, Lobster Mickey made its second <laughs> public debut in the city when it uh, was set up on Concepts Newbury Street showroom floor. Point said wow. he plans to keep Lobster Mickey on display through the holidays before finding a new long-term home somewhere within <laughs> Boston. Cracks me up that you're dealing with cement and stuff like that, yeah. and a guy hires an artist. You need to hire a construction worker for this job, man. <laughs> so uh, how are you with Spackle? <laughs> life radio.fm the mark and mac show and you know we both have uh oh, i was gonna try to make this yeah, you know what you and i both have pretty much a vacation mentality on a regular basis <laughs> i guess is the best way to put it yes you know? mm -hmm. and and in thinking about christmas being you know a couple weeks away when is it okay to start taking time off for Christmas? Because uh, tomorrow. You know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're already here today. I, we might as well finish. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, I figure we need to finish the entire month of November, but once yeah. December comes in, you know, well, okay. eh, it's juggling, you know, we're juggling cats now. So there you go. All right. Just saying something right. to think about. So, hmm. Hey, Mark thieves yes. try to sell stolen stuff. Yeah. But it's who they try to sell it to. Mm -hmm. The kind of, takes yeah. the cake yeah and that puts them in a classification uh -huh. <laughs> in germany two postal workers mm, stole a large package full of high-tech telephone equipment then they went to a second-hand store to try to sell their stolen goods unfortunately the owner of the store happened to be the guy who had mailed that equipment in the first place he called the cops who arrested the thieves and searched their apartment where they found all sorts of stolen merchandise. <laughs> Yikes. 
Hey, the lesson we learned from this is don't sell your stolen goods back to the guy they belong to. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac show. And okay, a couple minutes ago, we we're telling the story about these thieves, you know? Yeah. Um, that end up trying to sell the stuff back to the guy they stole it from, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And Mark and I both have thieving stories, you know, from work. <laughs> and yes. it's funny because, you know, what's the old saying about no good deed goes unpunished or whatever? See? <laughs> Yeah, you work for a company that tries to give people second chances or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And radio is kind of that thing, by the way. Yeah. Back is. in the day. They're, I don't think it is so much now. Trust me, the people you hear on the air, that's not their names. <laughs> no. And it's not because their original name was difficult to pronounce, you know? Right. It's just. I worked for this company once that, that, that did that. And they were, they, yeah. it was, it was a Christian owned and operated company. Good family, right. nice people. And they would hire people who had had some problems with the law, trying to give them a a foundation and a way to build a future. And because it's not easy. Once you've yeah. been convicted of a crime, spend a little time in prison, yeah, you know, you got a record. Not, it's hard to get a, mm -hmm. a decent job. And so yeah. they would, they would hire you and hire some people like that. And they would be the people who would be installing, you know, what we mm -hmm. sold. And, and, uh, and this guy, this guy finally hit his third strike and right. the cops, you know, they're not letting him back out of jail. Okay, so just to be clear, he yeah. had gotten out of jail, and he got the second chance with your, the company right. you worked yes. for. Right. But while he's getting the second chance, he goofs up again, right. and boom, gets he met, busted. That's right. He gets busted okay. back in jail, and this is okay. the third strike. This They have a three strikes in your out yeah. policy, and so he's not getting back out again. So they go find out you know, how to get back in into the trailer he lived in. Uh, because he had some company tools and we needed to go right. get our tools back. Well, he was an installer, so it wasn't yeah. against company rules for him no, to have exactly it. Exactly right. Okay. So okay. we get the key to his trailer and go to his trailer, and it looks like our warehouse. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> your warehouse had a baby. <laughs> That's right. I mean, he's got equipment, he's got ways to clone clone uh, microchips and do things wow. that do illegal things with the equipment Dude. that we all kinds of not only our tools he had our tools he had other tools he had, he had all wow. kinds of stuff so he gets a second chance uh -huh. and it's just it's just a second chance for him to become a better criminal is yeah, what it amounts pretty to pretty much i mean i wow i i caught him i caught him looking at something in my desk that i kept in right. my desk you know, out of public view mm -hmm. at one point, and I, I had to relocate that. I knew, yeah. I just knew from dealing with the guy, from right. because by that time it was like it was since we hired him, people would say, "Has anybody seen my stapler? Has anybody seen this?" <laughs> because stuff would just be missing, right? And yeah. I knew, I knew that's got to be where it's going. It's he's and I don't want to name yeah. this guy. That's We're right. Giving him a second chance. That's right. It's got to be this guy. But it's one of those situations where you can't, you didn't see it happen. You can't put a finger on, it, but you just know it's got to be this guy. <laughs> and eventually, and eventually, oops, three strikes. You go to the guy's place and. Wow, <laughs> that's so where all our stuff went. <laughs> did they stop putting money in his commissary account? And, you know. <laughs> Life FM, Mark and Mac show. And we were talking about thieves a minute ago. <laughs> I wonder if everybody has stories like we do about working with thieves, Mark. I mean, Probably. for real. Yeah. 
I wonder because I, I rate, look, man, radio people. And I, I'm not talking about today's group. I don't know how they are today. Okay. Yeah. Because it's such a different world than when you and I grew up in radio. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it really is. It, and the reason is that back in those days, you had a live person 24 right. seven around the clock. And yeah. now you don't, you have a small handful of people who record things. So the person right. that's on in the middle of the night probably recorded there sometime in the afternoon, the day before, you know? And yeah. so there, so you've got a small handful of people who do the jobs of what used to be a dozen people. Right. right. You got people that are yeah. one person that's like JT in Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. you know, he's doing yeah. a morning talk show, a mm -hmm. news talk show mm -hmm. on their you know news talk station in Birmingham. But then you hear him on music stations all over the country. Yeah, you do. Uh, Magic 96, yeah. you know, Z93. Right. It's like, and he's doing music because it doesn't take long. You know, it takes you however long to record mm. for if you're yeah. doing a music show, you're only talking five breaks an hour, you know, and yeah. boom. And so. And Those so you, jobs that yeah. are so you, gone. You have more responsible people because they're carrying yes. heavy, heavier loads. Yeah. And they're experienced and good at what they do. Right. Exactly. Uh, but back in the day, a lot of times somebody got a job because they were funny. Uh, they had a good voice and had the aptitude and they could, you know, they would do a good job when they were on the air. <laughs> and management tolerated it and would bail them out of jail from time to time. Yes, yeah. pretty much. Because yeah. they, yeah. anyway, so we had back then uh, we had these Denon CD players and they were made for radio stations yeah. and uh, they were very specific. If you, you know, you look at a CD player now in, in our boom, it's not a big deal mm -hmm. uh, because I don't know anybody that uses CDs anymore. No. Even, you know, no. it's MP3. Anyway, long story short is we had these Denon CD players ran about a grand new, maybe more. I don't remember because they just were like, you gotta be kidding me kind of thing. Right. Um, they weren't, like what you would buy at back in the day, uh, you know, Circuit City, you know. Yes. When, anyway, so we had one that went missing. You know, at this radio station, Rusty and I worked there, and it, there, it was a, a top 40 station in eastern North Carolina. Just to give you an idea, it's on the coast, but the studios were in a double-wide trailer. Right. Okay? Yeah. Now, do you really want to put a trailer in an area where, <laughs> I don't know, hurricanes could hit? <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. When you had the possibility of a hurricane coming through, you had to decide somebody's got to stay here because back then you had to be in the facility to broadcast for emergency purposes. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. TV, the police, everybody's depending on radio and TV to provide information for as long as they can during the storm. And we actually had a hurricane coming through. And I'm not kidding. You got five guys in the room and they're deciding who is going to stay because we're expecting a direct hit from this hurricane, who's going to stay here and provide that information until the station gets blown off the air? Think about it. Yeah. That's what we were deciding in right, a double yeah. wide at the beach. <laughs> who's going to stay to die? <laughs> and so we were going to draw straws. Okay. That we actually were going through what is the basic best way. Mm -hmm. And we had a guy who just had a baby. Okay. He right, just yeah. his son had just been born. And I'm not kidding. He actually said it was Gary Lee Rutherford. Never forget. Gary Lee said, wait a minute, guys, because we were all going, Gary, you can't, you're going to, you got a baby. Your wife just had, you, you got to go home. And he was like, no, he said, if we're going to use that, then we got to start. Who has the most responsibility in terms of people? How, you know, so we went by the number of children people had as to who would stay. And, uh, Gary was the, you know, he was the one who just had his first child. All the rest of us had more than one. Anyway, so he stayed because of that. Think about that. That was the and that was the decision we had to make. Mm. Horrible. Anyway, so 
at that radio station, though, there was, um, sadly, <laughs> a thief. Yeah, and, back, uh, back to the den on CD players. That's where yeah, he is. <laughs> bottom line. Yes. <laughs> one was missing. Figured a guy used it to play a junior high school dance. Put out a memo. Hey, um, we've got this. One of the CD players in the studio or production room has gone bad. We we can't find this one. Does anybody know where it is? That was the first one. Right. Yeah. Nobody knew. Next memo. Hey, we're missing the CD player. Please look everywhere because these are expensive. Nobody. <laughs> we have to have this CD player back <laughs> by Friday, yeah. or we're going to have to report it as stolen for insurance purposes. Uh -oh. Doesn't turn up. Friday, when it doesn't turn up, a memo goes out. Monday morning at 9 a.m., the sheriff's department is going to be here taking reports from every, you know, yes. about this stole. Yes. So you have the weekend. All you get put it on the back porch. Yeah, you know, right. just put it on the, don't, we don't care. I don't care if you use, that was the whole thing. Put it on the back porch. You don't, have, whatever. Nobody. Okay. Mm -mm. So Monday morning, sheriff's deputy comes in and they're starting to interview everybody running background checks because you got people back then. This is before the internet. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Al Gore had invented it, but we weren't using it that much. So right, yeah. anyway, long story short, we found out that day that we had two convicted felons on the run from the law and our morning show partner girl who was hilarious was AWOL from the Marines. So, three of your five employees were wanted people. Oh my gosh. And, and the thing is, those were the full-timers. It was a part-time guy who actually had stolen the CD player and oh, he was a wanted felon. So you oh had, yeah. Oh my word. It was horrible, man. So the same thing. Go! Yeah. The same thing happened. We go to his, you know, his trailer because he's locked up and we're like, well, we know he's got all this other stuff. So we went, the, the, the sheriff's department, when they went out to his car, the CD player was in his car wow. in the parking lot. And they're like, well, what was he going to bring it back or did he forget it was there? What was going on here? But they saw other things in his car that belonged for the radio station. Yeah. So they got a warrant. The police did to look, you know, the car, his trailer and everything. And actually, Oh my word. Yeah, you could have outfitted two other radio stations. He <laughs> stole things. The station didn't even know they had, you know? Oh my word, Mark. Just crazy. Yep. And the thing is, the, think about it. You've got all this going on in your yep. life, negative, yep. and you couldn't return the CD player. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. So yep. the worst part, this, the end of the story is that he goes to jail. Now he had some teeth issues going on, right? I mean, the guy looked like meth mouth and he goes to jail and because his uh, teeth were, in were giving him an infection, they sent him to a He got his teeth pulled. At the they sent him to dentist because they want him to die in county jail. They actually sent him to the dentist and fixed his teeth. So the dude won. It is one of those. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And uh, as long as we're. You know, kind of on a roll about thieving. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. It, but it, one thing they did, you were talking about the number of jobs that are no longer uh, available in radio and TV. Mm, yeah. And it, it did kind of make me wonder um, if you are a young person and let's say high school, okay, and you're looking at career options and things like that, um, the way you used to get into radio, you know, doesn't exist anymore. But, Mark, there are ways to develop your own following and everything else online. Yeah. 
that we didn't have this when we were growing up. You know, the best we had was the, remember the little tiny reel to reel cassette record or not cassette, the reel to reel recorder mm. uh, that came, that was for like home use and yeah. it was metal and uh, yeah. it was small, about the size of it, smaller than a shoebox. you know? Right. You remember that? I remember them. Yeah. Okay. That was it. You would, you know, you could pretend you were a DJ, you could make stuff up, but there was no way to get it out there unless you were on the radio. Yeah. And so now, I mean, you can actually go online, develop your own radio and TV personality kind of thing and develop a following in whatever mm. your career passion is. Yep. Um, you might not be any good at it, you know, but people will still listen. If You know, yeah. it's just one of those things that the pathway that you and I had to follow, you know, by getting a gig interning or whatever for the afternoon DJ answering his phones or whatever, right. that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Yeah. Well, now it's wow. podcasting. And the right. thing is that everybody's got a podcast. I mean, it's just, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It, uh, our friend Scott Dawson uh, mm -hmm. said when, when we first started producing his, he said, there's a million podcasts out there. The thing is that they start, they, a million of them get started, but they only last for so long. They don't stick with it. And yeah. so the ones that are there a couple of years later, those are the ones that are, you know, you know, have a margin of success. And yeah. I think he's right about that because there are a lot of people out there who are podcasting because they're going to, they're going to get their little slice of that big pie, mm -hmm. but how many of them are actually successful? Eh, right. Not a lot and that's, of them. Yeah. And that's pretty much talk related. I mean, it's, you know, that's it, true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to do music. Music licensing yeah. is a, is a thing Ooh, that you have to and be very aware of. Anyway, you know, it's it can, kind of it, interesting it, how it, those it, things, everything's changed in radio and TV and film, you know? Yeah. And I think, some of it's really good. I, you know, some of it is really interesting. I think one of the things that amazes me, uh, when I see things on YouTube in particular, even from the videos of these, they're just, they attract an audience of six year olds, you know, and, and younger <laughs> yeah. and they're horrible and blah, but the work that goes into producing it from the editing, mm -hmm. um, you and I both edited video and uh -huh. it's time consuming. It is. It and is. When you see what some of these YouTubers do, you've got to realize the work that even if it's bad, the mm. work that went into making it happen. Yeah. But hours upon hours, uh, before and, anybody even makes any money. And the really successful ones, the ones that have, they release a, 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 a show, they release yeah. an episode every week. Right. Right. Not a daily, the guys doing it daily, they're shooting them, they're shooting them and they're editing them at night and then releasing right. them in the morning. And usually there is a, a method to doing that so that it doesn't take a lot of time. Right. But the people who are doing the really nice ones, they'll shoot mm -hmm. stuff throughout the week and then they'll put out a, a podcast on the weekends. Those guys, a lot of them, once they cross a certain line, they hire, they hire editors, right? They hire people to do all that editing work. You know, right. they're out there carrying the camera around shooting video wherever they happen to be. And they're sticking it in a Google drive folder and some guy somewhere else is downloading it and then editing wow. their stuff for them. So, wow. Yeah. It's just. That's things, things you don't know that are going on. That's happening. A lot and, of these guys that you we, think are, are, a lot of these guys you think are producing their own, uh, video podcasts. They're not right. <laughs> it, they can't, there's not enough hours in the day mm -hmm. to get it all accomplished. And anyway, I just remember, I, guess, I remember Casey Neistat. Let's go back to him. Yeah. Uh, he was, he made the daily thing famous doing the daily video on YouTube famous because he would do a five to 10 minute video every single day. And since he was a filmmaker, he and had had, he and his brother had had an HBO series. So they knew about shooting 
stuff and what was involved. He was a filmmaker. He, he had certain standards he stuck by, like he was telling a story with every one of them. And a a story has to have certain elements and he had to get all those elements in place. And he, and he, once he developed, he did it for about a year and he said, I've figured out the pattern. I know what needs to be done. I don't need to do this anymore. (laughs) But by then he was famous enough that CNN came to him and said, Hey, we'd like you to do something for us, which ended up rolling into him developing something that CNN bought for $25 million. So it doesn't matter how often he puts the podcast out anymore. You know, (laughs) (laughs) he can just do a podcast counting his money, you know? Yep. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark earlier today we had a story about um a pet that escaped a cat that escaped and i thought then if i have a pet and i refer to him as escaping i'm there's something wrong man this is like Mm. devil's island or whatever you know right you don't think about (laughs) it if if your cat gets out (laughs) that you don't usually think of it as escaping no. Or, or if you had a dog that that's an indoor indoor dog, you don't think of it as an escape. Oh, I you know. think he's lost or yeah. whatever. Oh, he but got not out of the escape. house. You'd say, "Oh, yeah. my dog got out of the house. Help me find him." You know, right? You, you, but you wouldn't use the word escape. I wouldn't. Right. But I, I don't think I would either. When you have twenty ostriches on the loose, yeah, that's an escape. <laughs> yes, that that is the great escape. Were they digging tunnels? Did they have you know? That's right. Did they jump a motorcycle over a fence? There what you did go. They do, yeah, you know? Steve McQueen, man. <laughs> Police in Alberta flocked to a town. See what they did there? Flocked to a town flocked. to round wow. up about twenty ostriches that escaped from their owner's property. The Tabor Police Service and RCMP—that's the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Officers responded when the flightless birds were seen running. See, that's another thing. When these flightless birds, when they, they were ostriches, just use the word. They were seen running loose through Tabor and the surrounding area. Residents captured video of police and the ostriches owner chasing after the animals in marked cruisers. (laughs) (laughs) Police said it took more than five hours to wrangle all of the birds. Wow, I actually think that's pretty good. I would have thought it would have taken a lot longer. So what did you do at work today? Man. (laughs) You're not going to believe this. (laughs) LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And, hey, man, as we're winding things down today, Mark was talking about, you know, the latest addition to the Congleton household has been Cooper the dog. Yeah. And we've had so many stories about animals escaping <laughs> that I'm a little concerned, you know, because Mark, you would, neither one of us would refer to one of our, no. one of our furry friends that got lost. We would not, I would just not call it escaped. No, I'm not holding them against their will. No. They're raised to be here. Right. Yeah. Am I, hold, wait a minute, Mark, are we holding these dogs against their will? Well, if you talk to certain people, they would say, mm. yes. Wow. Animal animal rights activists. Animal rights activists would say, yes, you're keeping these things. You're keeping them in bondage against their will. Okay, well, let's just set them free and see how that works out for them. You know? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) When their next meal is you, maybe you'll change your mind about that, you know? Yikes. (laughs) But it kind of cracks me up because you guys have Cooper and he's a beautiful, beautiful Mm. puppy. He's still a puppy. Oh yeah, he's about six months old. Yeah. Yeah. Now does he he's He's not full grown yet at oh, six months. Right? He's, 
I think he's close to it. I think okay. body wise, I think his yeah. size is about right. I think mm-hmm. he's about there. He's not. We thought we were buying a miniature dachshund. Sure, he, he's not a miniature. He's, oh, don't you hate that? He's he's. I think he's a standard. But he's. Yeah. A, but that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. with a miniature, you reach down, scoop him up, and walk off, and it's like, hey, buddy. And with him, right. you reach down and scoop him up and go, oh wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a hefty little punk. A uh, little pug. And you gotta be careful yeah. with him when you grab him from the front, like under the armpits mm-hmm. and their front legs. It's yeah. like that. You can't do that for long with a. With no. longer dogs, right? No, no. You re, you learn to reach under and grab them under the chest. And, yeah, uh, but he's. Uh, I don't know. I, when I take him, like yesterday, I took him out for a while. And right. When you put I using the word escape. I mean, you right. you take him outside and put him down in the grass, and it's like poof, mm-hmm. he's gone. He's right. Just, <laughs> he takes off. Yeah. <laughs> he just has a running fit. I'm outside. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that does cross your mind what if he runs away right <laughs> you know just because he's curious you know yes, exactly see i that freaks me out the thought of like i can't imagine it wouldn't be they were as i don't know because i don't know their mind maybe yeah. they hate me i maybe they pretend maybe maybe they're playing the long con that dogs get they all act like they like me like they need me <laughs> but well, the first chance they get they're ditching this meat because they want to live in the dirt you well, know the thing is you get them outside and there's this entire world of smells that yeah. they don't have inside and if you and mm-hmm. dogs that's that's 90 percent of their universe is what they right. smell right you <laughs> get them outside and all of a sudden it's like oh what's that <laughs> And they're gone, yeah. you know, <laughs> they take right. off after it and you have to, which is why that, that's why leashes were invented. I think because <laughs> you have to keep them under some kind of control. But yesterday he's out there sniffing all over the place and I'm just sort of letting him go, mm-hmm. you know, just, Hey, go ahead and have your, have your fun. I mean, I want you to do your business out here and yeah. I want you to get used to doing that. And, mm-hmm. and so just go ahead and sniff around, have fun. And he keeps getting closer to the road and I keep telling him no, and he'll sweep uh-huh. back away from the road. But then something he smells keeps getting him further, you know, closer and closer to the road. And I'm watching him and trying to keep, keep him out of the road, but he's, his brain is focused on his nose, not on his ears. Right. <laughs> so right. He's, not hearing, he's not hearing me after a while. And I noticed this, this car coming down the street has slowed down to almost a stop and they're watching me try to keep my dog from being <laughs> killed. Right. <laughs> yeah. So now I have an audience. Wow. <laughs> I'm out there. I'm out there. It's leisure time in the afternoon for me. I'm in my sweats and a t-shirt and you know, I'm, I'm not dressed to impress anybody. I'm out there with the dog. And so here I am in this, in this ridiculous t-shirt and, and the dog, and I got people watching every move I make and I feel, I'm starting to feel like an idiot. Okay. That's when I pick up the dog and head back in the house. All right, we're done. We were fine as long as people weren't watching me and pointing. I mean, right. you know. When they sneak the, they get the camera out going, Bigfoot has a baby. <laughs> this will be on YouTube in a few minutes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.